1: Hi, everyone. I'm Tom Clavin. This is the final week of my Unknown History Podcast miniseries on Dodge City. If you've been listening, then you already know that I've been bringing you special bonus stories based on my book about Wyatt Earp, Bat Masterson, and the wickedest town in the American West. For this final episode, I want to talk about the Wild West outlaws who made their way to Dodge City. There were quite a few of them, understandably with Dodge City being sort of the epicenter of the American frontier at that time, thanks to the railroad and Buffalo and the cattle drives, the ranchers coming up from Texas, all kinds of people were coming to Dodge City. Some were just passing through. Some wanted to come and sell in Dodge City. Some wanted to uh, gamble or do worse in Dodge City because there was a lot of money there. Uh, Just some of the outlaws that came by Dodge City one way or another. One was Clay Allison. He was considered one of the worst shooters of the American West, and he came to town one day specifically to kill Wyatt Earp, and he might have done it, except he found out that uh, Wyatt's friend, Bat Masterson, had gotten the drop on him with a shotgun, and Clay decided that uh, his destiny was elsewhere, and he left Dodge City. Uh, Belle Starr, some of you may have heard of this famous lady outlaw. She made a very special appearance in Dodge City one day. She and her husband were staying in Dodge City. They were just passing through. They were just going to stay one night in the hotel, maybe on their way to rob a bank or whatever else they did. And her husband decided to do a little gambling and went to one of the saloons in Dodge City. And when he came back to the hotel room, he admitted he had lost $2,000. His wife was enraged. Bell Starr was not somebody who was going to let her husband lose money, and it wasn't coming out of her pocket either. So she took a couple of guns out of her saddlebag. She headed down to that saloon, barged in, Held the guns on the gamblers there, had her husband pass his hat around. He not only got his two thousand back, but a couple of thousand more. Then they got on their horses and let out of Dodge. All the richer and a little bit wiser maybe for the husband. Frank and Jesse James, uh they were in Dodge City more than once. Uh in fact, uh, Frank James, the uh the, the older brother, he and Bat Masterson became friends, sort of. You know, they kind of took a shine to each other, uh, even though Frank uh, and his brother were obviously outlaws, but they saw something in each other, and actually Frank and Bat Masterson kept up a correspondence that lasted for the rest of Frank James' life. There's one episode in my book, Dodge City, uh, in which uh, Frank and Jesse James meet up with Doc Holliday and have dinner together and uh, too bad there wasn't a fly on the wall that could have told us what that conversation was about but uh, all three men managed to keep their guns in their holsters and reportedly had a great old time sharing stories and swapping about their adventures um, maybe a little bit of a sidebar here about Doc Holliday he wasn't exactly an outlaw you know you'd never you'd never find if there was a book about outlaws of the wild west that uh, you'd never find necessarily doc holliday but he was not necessarily on the right side of the law either. I mean, his entire career in the American West was marked by gambling. Uh, he was involved in several shootings. And in several cases, um, he wounded or killed uh, other men um, many times. In fact, the very first time that he meets Wyatt Earp, it's because uh, uh, Doc had to get out of town. He had he had killed a man uh, who had tried to cheat him at a card game. And uh, they didn't have a jail in this town in Texas. And they put him up in a hotel room uh, with an armed guard. And uh, some of the uh, townsfolk decided, we're not going to wait for a judge to take care of this. Let's string up Doc Holliday now. Now, Doc uh, was kind of used to not being well-liked in any town he went to, but it's a little different story to have a mob come down the street with a with a rope and uh, going to string him up to the nearest tree. Thankfully, uh, Doc had a girlfriend named Big Nose Kate Elder. And Kate got wind of what was going on, and she thought fast and she went to a barn and put it on fire. And everybody stopped what they were doing to go put out the fire because, as you can imagine, with most of these towns on the frontier, being um, the buildings made of wood, you let a fire grow at all, and that whole town can go up. So the bucket brigade was set up. Everybody was busy putting out the fire. Kate grabbed a couple of horses, uh, put them underneath Doc's hotel window. Fortunately, he was only on the second floor. Doc jumped out. They got on their horses, and they lit off. Now they headed for Dodge City. Because uh, several months earlier, Wyatt Earp had come to town looking for Dirty Dave Rudabaugh, and I'll get to him in a minute. And uh, he and Doc had sort of hit it off, and uh, as Wyatt left, he said, Listen, Doc, uh, if you ever need anything or uh, maybe a safe place, come to Dodge City. Well, Big Nose Kate and Doc, they kept riding. And they didn't stop till they got to Dodge City, and that was really where the friendship of Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday began. Uh, a lot of uh, books and movies will make it seem like it was the OK Corral, that whole Tombstone episode where they were friends. They were, but their relationship began years earlier in Dodge City. There was a guy named Sam Bass. Now, Sam Bass was a really bad guy. He was he was always getting into trouble. He was killed people. He robbed banks. He robbed trains. And uh, one day he was finally shot and killed during an attempted robbery, uh, betrayed by a member of his own gang which was a pretty familiar scenario in those days, um, especially if if the law caught up with somebody and you were faced with either hanging or turning on, on the rest of the gang, they usually turned on the rest of the gang.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy,
1: Let me get back to Dirty Dave Rudabaugh. Now, he had he and his gang had uh, robbed a train and taken off and headed south, and uh, Wyatt Earp was was uh, more than deputized. It was getting to be a time of year where there wasn't much happening in Dodge City, and basically he was a bounty hunter on this. And uh, Wyatt headed down to Texas. They thought that's where Dirty Dave and his gang was. And uh, it was on on uh, Bat Masterson's request that Wyatt was doing this because Bat was under Bat's jurisdiction that this robbery took place. Uh, Wyatt was unable to find Dirty Dave and headed going back to uh, back to Dodge City. And Dirty Dave and his gang uh, they they managed to elude other posse's uh, different marshals. Uh, at one point, Bat put a posse together of Prairie Dog Morrow, John Joshua Webb, and Charlie Bassett. And, uh, he, Bat was determined. Uh, one thing you know about Bat Masterson that's, uh, illustrated over and over again in, in my book, Dodge City, is that he was a persistent man and he didn't like to be defeated by outlaws. So he put this posse together and they went out the third week in January. Uh, they got stuck in a blizzard, but they kept pushing, pushing, pushing down between Dodge City and the Texas Panhandle to the Cherokee strip. And, uh, they found, they found themselves at a ranch and. Bat and his posse uh, could have just put up there for a couple of days. But he thought, you know, if Dirty Dave and his band are around, they're going to want to put up there. So he and his men actually stayed outside in the cold, in the snow uh, for one night Uh, through the next day. They said, "Okay, I'll give it one more night. And sure enough, who shows up but Dirty Dave and his posse, Uh, Bat and his men get the drop on them. Put them, take their guns away, put them under arrest, and uh, took them back to Dodge City. Now, the rest of the band, the rest of um, Dirty Dave's gang, uh, ended up spending jail time. Dirty Dave didn't because he ratted out the rest of his gang. Uh, he claimed that it was the others who had been the mastermind of their various train robberies and stagecoach robberies. And uh, so he escaped. Uh, he took off. And he formed another band, and this time, uh, a member of his band was, of, of all people, uh, Billy the Kid. And Billy the Kid and Dirty Dave and a number of men uh, then had their own uh, a new career, their second act as uh, uh, as outlaws, and they started to be chased by Pat Garrett. Now, we know that Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, you know, are intertwined in American history. But in my book, Dodge City, you'll find the story about how Pat Garrett tracked down Billy the Kid and Dirty Dave at the same time. It took about three weeks. And then the gang arrived. This was in December 1880 at a uh, a cabin named Stinking Springs. And um, they hold up there, not knowing that the pursuit was really close behind them. And when they came out the next morning to stretch and breathe the fresh air, gunshots rang out, and that's when they found out that they were surrounded by uh, Garrett and his gang. Uh, there was quite a, quite a fight that went on for the day into the night into the next day. Uh, guys were getting killed. Finally, uh, Dirty Dirty Dave, Rudabaugh flooded a piece of white cloth out a window, and the outlaws surrendered. Uh, Billy the Kid was sent to uh, jail in Lincoln, New Mexico. Uh, later on in Dodge City, I relate the story of how he escaped from that jail uh dirty dave was tried convicted of murder uh he was put in prison in uh las vegas new mexico not las vegas nevada and you would think that'd finally be it but in september 1881 he and a couple of men uh shot their way out they they managed to get some guns smuggled in, shot their way out they came up with a different band of uh outlaws they robbed some banks made a little stake of money And Dirty Dave said, you know, I think uh, my time here is is over. Uh, I don't want to get arrested again. So he took off for Mexico and made it across the border. Now, we happen to know uh, what happened to to Dirty Dave, uh, which is not a happy ending. Uh, If you'll permit me, I want to read a paragraph from my book, Dodge City, that uh, tells you what went on with Dirty Dave Rudabaugh. For years there, he apparently found ways to stay out of trouble until the night of February 18, 1886. Dirty Dave was involved in a card game at a cantina in Parral when Rudabaugh and a local man accused each other of cheating. They jumped up and jerked their guns. The gringo was faster, with the Mexican man taking a bullet in the head. His friend went for his gun, and Rudabaugh shot him through the heart. He went outside, couldn't locate his horse, returned to the cantina. By this time, angry friends of the dead men had gathered inside, and they had put out the lights. Goudaba, encountering the darkness, tried to turn and leave, but he was seized. Knives went to work. For the next few days, Dirty Dave's severed head was paraded through the town. He had lived a full life of villainy in only 32 years. There are a lot of other outlaws that came in and out of Dodge City, uh, some of them peacefully. They wouldn't want to know trouble, especially with Wyatt and Bat Masterson. Uh, some attempted to cause some trouble and they paid the price for it because Wyatt and Bat uh, were the ones that helped tame Dodge City and really set the stage for what happened throughout the frontier in the American West as more, one town after another uh, put aside its evil ways and started to be more of a civilization for the expanding um, manifest destiny of, of the United States. Thanks for listening to our special Unknown History miniseries on The Wickedest Town of the American West. If you've enjoyed the miniseries, please consider checking out my book, Dodge City, for even more tales like this one. You can pick up a copy from any book retailer or by clicking the link in the show notes below. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate it. Dodge City, Wyatt Earp, Bat Masterson, and The Wickedest Town of the American West. Thank you.